And so I'm going to dive right in and offer a talk on what is mindfulness anyway? So we we hear the word everywhere. And you're reminded to be mindful at yoga class. And the TV said a certain car has mindful qualities. The military uses mindfulness training. And my kids' elementary school teachers show them techniques to become more mindful. To me, when I think of mindfulness, it brings up images of saffron-robed monks and nuns in high mountain temples. So is there a common thread? between all of these uses of the word mindfulness and just what is it? And why are we here to spend some of our precious time to talk about it? So I'm just here to offer a little bit about my experience of mindfulness and what it means to me and why I spend a little bit of time every day cultivating mindfulness through meditation. So mindfulness is being aware of experience. So I'll repeat that. Mindfulness is being aware of experience. Outer experiences and inner experiences. So it, it sounds simple. Awareness of experience. And it is simple. We all have experiences happening all the time. With each moment, we have a fresh chance to be aware of what is going on, what is coming up, what is. Each moment, there it is, fresh. Now, for example, right now, I can feel my heart beating, and usually I can't, and that's because I'm excited to be here sharing with all of you. So that's my awareness of experience. So I invite you to take a few moments right now to bring your awareness to your experience right now. And it's good to remember, most of the time, we can be with this moment's experience. Not all historic experiences or future imaginings, but just this moment. We can be with just this much. And somehow, magically, it works. Simple. A few seconds of awareness here, a minute there. And scientists are proving that these moments of focused awareness actually change the chemistry of the human brain. This helps relieve stress, calm nerves, reduce reactivity, as my children will tell you, enhance joy. So mindfulness is really an invitation to your own well-being. And even though it's simple, it's also interesting enough that the practice of cultivating mindfulness can last a lifetime. We start to pay attention to the emotions and feelings inside ourselves and the ones under those and learn how to be with them and how to let them go. So we each of us have our own reasons for being interested in mindfulness meditation. I came through it initially through a curiosity, which never really got much further than a casual attempt. Then, you know, a tragedy hit my life. Our first child 
died and I struggled with grief and life for several years. And when I remained unhappy, even with two beautiful, healthy living children, I tried meditation. It made a difference almost immediately, with one friend asking what I was doing differently and another one calling me up and saying, I was still Michelle, but with less of the Michelle part. I took that as a compliment. (laughs) And those first beautiful efforts with meditation helped me to build a strong foundation of mindfulness that allowed me years later to open my heart fully to my grief and learn how to be with it and how to be with joy. So there is a thread between the mindful car and the mindful monastic and the robes, awareness of experience. And so the question is, how do we cultivate the mindfulness so we can access all these scientific benefits? And that's where meditation comes in. Meditation, mindfulness needs to have an object. It could be the car that somebody wants you to buy. Um, but meditation, on the other hand, provides a quiet space to practice mindfulness, a focused attention in a deliberate way. And there are hundreds of forms, and I don't know them all, of meditation, visual, breath, koans, mantras, lots of techniques that can help focus our minds. So with still meditation, sometimes called sitting meditation, but you don't have to sit, um, there are some basics which can help you out, which I will cover just a few of them. It's best to sit or stand upright as possible for your body, And it may be different on different days. Sometimes I can kneel and sometimes I can't with my knees. Um, Lay down if you need to, uh, if you're ill. And um, maybe a little upright. Usually lying down turns into sleeping meditation for me. Um, If you sit on a cushion, try to have your knees lower than your bottom and your hips. If you sit on a chair, you know, try to set your your feet deliberately on the floor and plant them flat. So you can hold your hands steady um, with your left hand cupped in the right and thumbs touching or just rest them on your thighs. And your eyes can be open or closed. Whatever helps you feel safe and concentrated. And I think the best advice I ever got was to try the experience of not moving the first instant I feel an itch or an uncomfortable muscle. So concentrate on that experience for a while. See if it goes away. Sometimes if you move, it's going to want to move again. And um, that's funny. But if you do need to move, go ahead. Just do it with an awareness of what you're doing which allows you to experience fully everything going on in your body. So when we meditate, what do we meditate on? So I'm going to start with um, what the Buddha describes as the four basic foundations to mindfulness, which can be honed while meditating and then flow into your daily life, which is really the point, right? So the four are Mindfulness of the body, mindfulness of feelings, mindfulness of thoughts, and mindfulness of mind states or objects of mind. So that was 
body, feelings, thoughts, and objects of mind. So a combination of the four of them can flow through any meditation. And I kind of like how the Buddha actually it's translated that he he described these. It's observe the body in the body. Observe the feelings in the feelings. Observe the mind in the mind. And observe the object of mind in the object of mind. And that's always sounded kind of mysterious to me and intriguing, and I love it. <laughs> and it's way more simple than it at first sounds. So... It can be best to start with the first one because here our body is, a world of experience to focus on at your fingertips, literally, as many like to say every tenth word or so. So when you become mindful, you notice the state of your body. Where is their tension? Is your body exhausted, relaxed? Do some parts feel pain, maybe pleasure, illness, healthy? Or as Thich Nhat Hanh would have said, you experience the opposite of a toothache, um, the no toothache, the lovely feeling when the pain goes away and you feel healthy again. So mindfulness of the body practice can be practiced by noticing I'm breathing in long, I'm breathing out long, or I am walking, or I'm chewing rice. So mindfulness of the body is something that will be talked about more in depth later in the course. Mindfulness of feelings is really just being aware of one's five senses and emotions or feelings. We become still. We notice fear, resistance, joy, boredom. This is a pleasant feeling I'm feeling. This is an unpleasant feeling I'm feeling. This is a, a neutral feeling. And that's something we will talk about more later, too. Mindfulness of thoughts is an invitation to observe your own mind, the constant stream of thoughts secreted by the mind, watching them like they're a train going by as you sit on a green hillside. So the practice can be one of noting, you know, the mind has aversion, the mind is open, there's passion. So that's something we can talk more about uh, later on in the course. And the last one is the one that always trips me up. I mean, mind, mindfulness of mind objects. You know, what what is Buddha talking about there? Well, it really boils down to noticing what it is you're being mindful of. There has to be an object of your mindfulness, something or someone. So if I'm angry, I'm not just angry out of the blue usually, I'm typically angry at someone or something. If I'm joyful, something or somebody out there that I'm joyful about. So there's always an object and it's sort of a co-creating thing. You know, that object out there is influenced by my senses that bring it into my mind. So I'm kind of co-creating with it. So that is a little tiny bit about objects of mind that we will talk about later on in the course. So the awareness of experience can focus on the four foundations of mindfulness, 
body, the feelings, thoughts, and mind states. And when you become mindful, the circumstances of your life may pop into your thoughts. When I sat earlier this this month, the first thing I thought of when I sat down was not nothing. It was the stairs that I was painting. What would I do? When would I do the next coat? How would I keep the kids off of it? And that's what was present for me this week, that week sometimes, you know, meditation on stair painting. And sometimes you will encounter emotions, some of which you didn't even know were there. Sometimes it's the grief you've been too busy to feel, or even tears from a hurtful comment at work, or anger or fear about an upcoming event. And these two can provide a natural place for you to steady your attention. Practice is super interesting. In my experience, not always pleasant, and yet so helpful in building a capacity to make it through future hard times. So mindfulness is an awareness of experience, and meditation is a way to cultivate mindfulness. So there's a there's one other little detail on mindfulness I didn't mention right off the bat, probably because I exhibit tendencies common to Gen X. I have a general distrust of anything to do with love or happiness. <laughs> it always just sounds like something somebody's trying to sell me. So I avoid the sappy, lovey-dovey stuff. And yet, mindfulness meditation, which uses a non-judgmental, caring attention, including caring about oneself and others, actually opens me up to the actual experience rather than adding more and more filters on top. This loving attention, which doesn't judge, it allows me to open to the experience. So the open-heartedness has allowed me to access the shift into well-being, a place where there's room for everything. The the pain and the pleasure, the praise and the blame, the joy and the sorrow, the gain and the loss, the beginnings and the endings that make up human life. With a caring awareness of experience, I cultivate the space to simply be with all of this stuff in my life. So when we meditate, we don't do it to become good meditators. We do it to cultivate our powers of mindfulness so they are available throughout the day. So when the chips are down or when I'm bored or when a lovely sunset, the color of buttercups and ice blue sky appears above and then a train goes by (laughs) and slows me down on the way to my next thing on the on the to-do list. So when beginning and training in mindfulness, we don't have any particular prescription, just being where you are, allowing yourself to see what is. So there's no need to judge. And if judging comes up, you can be aware of that too. So I guess I would say that mindfulness meditation isn't all peace and om. And yet it is. It is peace and joy and well-being and the ability to be open to what is, whatever that experience is. And it's a gift. It's a gift to yourself. It's a gift to those around you. 
It's a gift to the earth. And I will close up with a with a quote from Thich Nhat Hanh, who says, "The act of sitting down is an act of revolution." So, in our society, where doing more and faster is the norm, we're checking out of experience with substances or entertainment is our go-to self-soothing. Being still and focused is a way to step into your own resiliency and openness to this precious life. <laughs>